Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. And we take this call, and we also load it on a podcast platform on 16 different ones, matter of fact. Uh, so if you're listening for the first time, this is not a podcast. I know you're saying, well, why is it on the podcast platform? Well, easy access. So we'll take this conference call. We'll put it on there. Now it's easy access for others to go back and listen to it because replay is king. Repetition is king. I mean, hearing the thing over and over and over and over is the key to your success because that's how we learn. You know, experts say we only retain like uh, 10% of what we hear. 90% go right out the window. So in order for us to... You know, retain this information, you got to hear it over and then hear it over. And then uh, then you take notes and then you apply it. And see, that's how you learn because that's what, you know, that's how we learned in school. You know, we had to hear it over and over and over every day for like 12 years, you know, eight hours a day or six hours a day, how long we were there. Man, you know, and that's how you learn a speech. That's how you learn a, uh, anything is just repetition and doing and doing it. So, so we load it on these platforms from iTunes, the Breaker, the Spotify, the um, what else we got it on? Man, Apple. Uh, so you can go to Tony Fleming, Google Tony Fleming mindset uh, calls. Don't just put Tony Fleming. Just say Tony Fleming mindset calls because if you just put Tony Fleming, the yacht guy is gonna come up. <laughs> so and then you can go back and listen to the replays and share them with people, man. You know, pass the information out. It's free. You know, I can imagine uh, when I was at a younger age, or even now, somebody was to send me something like that, man, I would, you know, I would definitely listen to it. Not everybody, but, uh, and the reason why we do this and the reason why we share it is that because our goal is to to have a paradigm shift because of our thoughts that we had, um, that we had programmed in us at an early age. You know, a lot of us heard this stuff. You know, the things that we heard, man, we were, you know, from the wound to age nine is what experts say, the stuff is actually, you know, actually saved in our mind because we got a clean slate. So when you hear something at that time, at an early age, it just locks in. And it stays there forever unless you go in there, pull it up, you know, like we say, deprogram and then reprogram. But we got to know those thoughts are there. A lot of us have moved on in life, got a new car, new house, new clothes, and we think we got new thoughts. No, those thoughts are still there. They're submitted in, and we had to go in there and change it. Because the only reason we're doing this is because I'm assuming that a lot of you guys want to change your life financially. And a lot of the thoughts that we heard at that age uh, from the poor and the middle-class neighborhoods were not good thoughts that could advance you financially. It was thoughts that, you know, hey, uh, you can go get this job. Hey, you can do this thing. And also we heard thoughts of, you know, Rich people, evil, or uh, you know, you greedy, and you know those things, man. If if you're striving to change yourself financially, those things are seriously holding you back. And we don't really we don't realize that we think it's something else. So that's why we do it. That's why you have to hear this stuff and over and over. It's almost like a uh, this is called Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then the book club is kind of like a being in school again. Kind of like and I know y'all probably say, oh god, no, not school again. Don't want to do what I did it for years, but we have to we have to uh, unlearn and relearn, man. We have to do that if we want to change in life. So we also have a replay number seven one two four three two ten eighty five, 
and you can put in the same pin code, 783357-POUND. As soon as this call over today, you can listen to the replay all the way up to tomorrow morning, which is morning, which is our book club day. And then once the book club goes up, that stays up to Monday morning, and then, you know, because you can listen to it over and over and over. I tell you, man, I say this all the time because we have new people dialing in, new people that's listening or calling in. Nobody dials in anymore. <laughs> you, you, you can't dial. That's that thing that goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you have to punch buttons now. So uh, <laughs> in a minute, you got to do that. You just, I guess you're going to talk to this sucker. So, all right, folks, man, you know, we were supposed to wrap up the entrepreneur uh, roller coaster, what, you know, the book that I grabbed off the shelf the other day. Uh, but for some reason, I didn't leave it on my desk. I put it back on the shelf. And, you know, I got a lot of books over here, man. A lot of them on the shelf. And so I started looking for it. I can't find it. <laughs> I cannot find it. So guess what I did? I grabbed another book, opened it up, went to the highlighted section, and this is a book that we read uh, a while back. You know, called it's called Beyond Positive Thinking. Beyond Positive Thinking. Some of us, you know, I don't know if we read this in the last two years or not. Some of y'all might be a part of this uh of rereading this we're not rereading it but you know i'm just going to the book and get some highlights uh that we can actually talk about all right so we're going to talk about that beyond positive thinking y'all ready i right, give me about one minute and we'll be ready let's go man it's the shit right here buddy let's go it's friday I think I put my rap on right now. Okay. Let me see. Come off the top of my head. Here I come. Here I come. Uh, turn the mic up. <laughs> turn the mic up in my headset. <laughs> now y'all ain't ready. I, ain't, I don't think I'm. I'm not, I don't think I'm get my freestyle. They ain't gonna do that now. Interpretation 
of reality over factual reality. All right? So the question is, are we deceiving ourselves? If we slap our own interpretation of reality over factual reality. So you remember we always say uh, that um, when you really, really find what you want to do, and you really, really have a burning desire to get it, the facts don't count. It really doesn't. Uh, and I'm going to kind of go into a little detail on that, but let me let me say this. He says, are we deceiving ourselves? Are we tilting with windmills, or are we rewriting history before it happens? So if we're creating these thoughts in our mind, our own interpretation of what our success would look like over the factual reality, you know, are we, are we, you know, tilting the windmills, as he says, are we rewriting history before it really happened? See, some interesting studies suggest that our thoughts have a tremendous influence on our immune system. <laughs> yeah, probably say, you on one this morning? No, I'm not on one, but... Uh, our thoughts, our thoughts have a tremendous influence on our immune system, on how much pain we feel, and other spe- uh, aspects of our physical, real being. Our thoughts, folks, the way we feel about what we're doing, man, plays a big role. That's what I'm always talking about, paradigm shift. We gotta change those thoughts. This is coming from a medical background. Researchers have shown that positive mood is associated with fewer bodily complaints. Positive moods is associated with few bodily complex complaints. I'm sorry. This even affects the speed with which patients recover. From coronary artery bypass surgery, the, from CABS, C-A-B-S. Watch this. Positive people who believe they will feel better soon tend to recover quickly than those who are convinced that they are doomed to a long, painful recovery period. I've seen this happen many times in many positive CABS patients the ones with coronary artery bypass surgery. I've seen this happen many times in many, you know, other situations. I've treated since the surgery was first performed in the 1960s. Just last year, a member of my extended family underwent a bypass surgery. He absolutely believed that he recovered quickly. Three days after the major surgery in which his chest was cracked open, he was home feeling fine. He absolutely believed. I know some of y'all, man, I, you know, I, I don't know about all that. I don't believe all that. See? 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 How, how do we get you to absolutely believe in something? Remember, remember how you walk in a room and sit in a chair? Like right now, if you're sitting down, wherever you're sitting, you've, you've been sitting there before, 
So you absolutely believe that that spot will hold you up. You've done it I don't know how many times. So you absolutely believe that that it's going to hold you up. You, you absolutely believe when you get in your car, you better to drive to work. Why do you absolutely believe that? Because you've done it time after time after time after time after time after time. So you absolutely believe that, right? So now let's get to where we are now in life. Here's the truth, folks. Whatever you're doing, when you're doing something outside of the norm, what's the norm? Y'all know the norm. I can open the lines and you can tell me the norm. Outside the status quo, outside of the box, when you're doing something outside of that, nine times out of ten, most folks are absolutely not believing. Now, here's the debate that you want to have. Here's the debate that you want to go back and forth with. Here's the thing that you want to say, and I understand that. That's, we're just being humans. And we'll say something like, no, that's not my situation, Tony. I absolutely believe that I can win in business. I absolutely believe that I can win in a home-based business. I absolutely believe I can win in real estate. I absolutely believe, believe I can win in the stock market. I absolutely believe I... You know, you could say that, but until you've had that success over and over and over, you're not going to absolutely believe it. Now, here's the conflict, as Kanye used to say. Man, it's like Kanye, old school. Well, I still like it. No, he still, he still, he's, he still has some, man, he still has some uh, thought-provoking stuff, but Here's the conflict. If you've never had success in it, in this particular arena that you are striving for, that means you do not absolutely believe. So you're saying, well, Tony, well, it's a catch-22, right, dude? If I, if I have to believe to win, then I don't believe, so how can I win? It's a, it's a catch-22. So what? Aha. I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> so talk about, man, I got a lot of stuff I want to read from here, and I, I'm already stopping, and we already talk about it. Uh, but let's talk about, oh, man, because this is right down my alley. This is my lane. I can throw a strike on this one. I can throw a strike on this one. You say, well, I don't, I never won. I have never had success in a, I never, well, guess what? You have to create that in your mind's eye. You have to create it as if you're already there. And you have to see yourself winning over and over and over and over. That's why you need to separate from certain people, separate from certain things that you watch, separate from things that you hear and just go all in on what you want to believe. And then you go all in on that in your head, in your mind, until it gets there. Now, I know I'm hearing people now saying, well, I've tried that, I've done that. Uh, 
I don't think we know what all in is, and I don't know if we really want to go all in. You know, I told you I used to listen to this pastor, man. I remember for from ninety five to probably two thousand and seven, so about twelve years, and I used to hear him talk about um, speaking affirmations or speaking, you know, things that are, uh, you know, you know, in in the um, in the spiritual realm or in the Christian realm or in the <laughs> in the church, you know, we say call those things that be not as though they were. And I remember how I used to get up there. He would probably, you know, one Sunday out of each month or one out of every two months get up there, and he would come in, and then all of a sudden he would just start calling those things. And he would say it, he would say it with intensity, and he would say it over and over and over. And he would say to to us, you don't know how many times I've said that. You don't know how many times i called it. And I didn't. Because I didn't think a person did that. I didn't think you could, you know, you did that. I still, I didn't think that. It's like, you know, I just didn't. Like like a lot of you all probably like, man, I ain't, you know, that. See, he, he created it in his mind's eye first, and he started believing it first to a point where, now, let me go back to the first thing I read. Oh, not part of the first thing I read where he says, are we tilting the windmills or are we rewriting history before it happens? You know, is, is everything you want in front of you? I'm going to tell you all a little, little let me tell you, I'm going to say a little secret. Let me tell you something that I did not know. And I'm 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 not ashamed to say it. I'm not ashamed to say it either, because I keep my affirmations around me. I keep my goals and dreams around me. I keep them, you know, the vision board. I'm a I'm a redo my vision board. But I got things in front of me, and I see it every day. Uh, but there's one thing I have never done. I have to tell you guys to do it too, and I've never done it. Never. But I did it two days ago. After years of hearing about it, after years of people talking about it, <laughs> for some reason I thought you had to have a special instrument for this. I, I just thought you had, and I never because I have my goals and dreams and affirmations everywhere, so I figured if I don't have it right there, then I'm all right. Because I'm saying it over and over and over. So, guess <laughs> I'm just gonna come out and see it. I didn't know that you could take a dry marker eraser. I mean, a dry marker. You know, one of those markers that uh, that you write on the on the whiteboard. What do you call that marker? Uh, let's see, because I because I bought some. <laughs> Even though I'd have bought a million of these things, uh, but the other day I bought some dry erase markers. And you know what I didn't know? <laughs> I did not know that that's the type marker that you write on your on your bathroom mirror with. I'm just, uh, hey, I'm being, I'm just, I didn't know. I thought it was something special for a mirror. 
years of me saying this. But I know now. And guess what my bathroom mirror looks like? <laughs> when I walk in there now, because I got that marker, I went to the one downstairs, I went to the one in my office, and boy, it's on there now. So every time I walk in there in the morning, I see it. So think about this, man. I've been saying these things, but, you know, I, I have put these things in front of me, so I, I am rewriting history in my mind, but I didn't have it on the mirror. It's on that now. It's on that now. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I, I said, you mean all these markers I've had over the years when we were using nothing but whiteboards, I could have been writing on my bathroom mirror. <laughs> but I'm rewriting history right now on my bathroom mirror. It's the belief that you have to have in the repetition that you must put in and the separation that see see when you start going after this belief thing and writing it in your mind and you can't be around certain people and listen to certain things and watch certain things and hear certain things. It's gonna pull up that seed that you're planting about your new history and your belief just see Again, it goes back to belief. And a lot of us on here don't believe that that's the case. So we still, it's, it's a couple of things we don't believe. We don't believe that we could change our life, and then we don't believe that that's the case. So we still do those things that will keep us, because it's, 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 you know, you got to separate. It's lonely. You can't deal with the same people you've been dealing with. It's, it's, you know, and, and, and I just said this the other day because I was thinking. I said, after a while, when you start doing this, and if you don't have success in the in the period that you think you should have it, all of a sudden now this this stuff that Tony is saying, this stuff that he's reading from the books, it's just information. That stuff doesn't work. That's what your mind says. So now you don't get on these calls anymore because you just figure Tony on here rambling and talking. And I don't have any success from that. And he got us listen to this. And I don't. And see, that goes back to believing the information and continuing doing the information until you see the success to win. But we we bag out of that before it happens. We'll start something and stop it. You know, like some of you guys who start, you know, um, doing. Uh, different things like live on the uh, social media pages. You know, like I talked to Sandra the other day about what she does with her Memphis 901 and then like what um, the three boot campus does with the serendipity and then whatever else you are doing live, you don't understand what the consistency of what that takes when you don't think you're getting results from it how you have to stay doing it. And you say, well, how long, Tony, until it works, until it happens for you, until you start getting the results you want to get from it? Well, Tony, that, you know, I've been doing it for a while, and nobody's really responding. They're not going to respond right away like that. You're not going to have the success that you want right away like that. And see, you say, well, what's right away? I don't, see, your right away, 
you know, you thinking maybe in six months or maybe a year. I don't know. You should. You can. But it might not happen for you. It might not happen for two years. But if you quit in the process, this is what I'm trying to, trying to get you for, get, get you to start thinking. It's, it's rewriting history in your mind, rewriting the success in your mind before it happens. You know, Dr. Joe Dispenser talks about that, that we wake up every morning and we're going back through our old history, our old thoughts, and that stuff is running through our minds, and we're recreating those things again and again and again because as long as we thought, think about our bills, think about what happened, you know, in the last 10 years in our life, and think about what Ray happened to Ray, he didn't win. So now we, we're still we're still creating, you know, that in our heads, and it's not the positive thing you should be creating. You should be creating something in history that you want to happen. Now, I'm telling you, I sat at this man's church, I listened to his stuff, bought his tapes for years, and he said that over and over and over, and I still did not get it. I know some of y'all saying you got it. No, it was eight, nine years later till I realized what he really meant by you know, speaking and talking. I mean, he changed his verbiage, folks. He separated. He did it all day. He talked He talked to himself all day. He said these things over and over and over. He spoke it into existence. Along with the work that you have to put in now. It ain't just like you can sit on the sofa and do it. But it. it that's why I tell you guys, you hear me on these calls, but it might be years before you really get it. But if you hang up and quit and say, I ain't listening to him no more, I ain't reading those books no more, I ain't, you haven't, you didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, I got it, Tony, I heard you. Hearing me, reading the books we suggested, doesn't mean you get it. doesn't mean you get it. That goes back to when we talk about, you know, if you to get it faster or you want people to get it faster, you have to go through a high number count. Because, you know, out of a number of people, I don't know, it depends on the friends, depends on the people you know, you might have to go through 300 and then you grab one that get it. And then you got to go through 300 more and you grab one to get it. Now they start going through the process and then they get, so this process speeds up. But in the beginning, you're the one that's running down that runway trying to get that plane up in the air. You're trying to, and you got to, you got to be, you know, because the people that you bring on board, they're not getting it either right now. So they're, you got to, you know, I hope y'all, hope y'all getting this, folks. Because this is what I'm trying to literally help you, not just in business, but in life. And, it's, and, and those that are, let me tell you something. Some of the best information that you can get on YouTube or anywhere is go and look and see some information. And, and not all of it are like this because, yeah, you got some garbage out there. But. The ones that have the low count, like they've been around a year with a video out there and there's something on success and mindset and it might have, 
you know, you know, ten thousand comments. I'll be ten thousand likes or something, but then you might see something else with ten million. I'm gonna tell you that small amount one. If you listen to that over and over, that's what the answer is. It's just that we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear. Now, you know, I got so much in my head. There's so much in this book I'm reading that I want to, I can't get, I don't know if, you know, if I can reach you like that. It's like I'm trying to, because see, I got it now, and I don't know, man. I just, I just, (laughs) You really, I mean, I'm going to read a little bit more, then I'm going to stop. Okay, so. So he said, I've seen this happen many times. He said, we physicians also know that a person's belief, their interpretation of reality can turn plain water into a powerful medicine and shrink tumors. When they walk out that doctor's office, if you gave them something, some pills, a shot, some kind of medicine, and you, it, it, it could be anything, and now you believe in it to a, to a point where, you just, you know, tumors have has shrunk. He says, as a physician, I believe that treating or cutting out a tumor is a good policy, especially if the tumor is caught early on in the game. I prefer to use traditional methods plus PTPA. But here's a story that illustrates the power of interpretation. He said, back in the not-so-distant 1950s, a controversial drug called Krebizon, K-R-E-B-I-O-Z-E-N, was used in, in cancer therapy. One patient, a man, had a highly advanced uh, cancer involving his lymph nodes. He was described as having large tumors the size of oranges in his neck, under his arms and his chest and abdomen. The patient's doctor was giving him injections of that particular drug. Soon as, soon as the patient tumor shrank and the fluid in his chest vanished, for over two months the patient was symptom-free and quite enthusiastic about the, the Krebizon. In the meantime, however, the AMA had conducted a study of the Krebizon. Preliminary reports appeared in the newspapers indicating that it was worthless for the treatment of cancer. Now, listen, it was worthless, but his stuff had cleared up. It was gone. They can't find it anywhere. After reading reports, the patient became disturbed. His treatment was worthless. After two months of good health, his health deteriorated as he became depressed. Alarmed at his turn for the worse, the physician told the patient that this Prebizon was really good medicine. He gave the patient injections of water, but he told him it was a drug. The results were amazing. The long fluid vanished, the chest tumors melted away, and the patient who couldn't even get out of bed was now ambulatory. The water injections continued, and soon the symptom-free patient went home. But then the final results of the AMA study came out, and Krebizon was the worth, was worthless. And I'm tearing up the name. I don't know how you pronounce it, but that's... Within a few days, the patient was admitted back to the hospital 
where he rapidly fell and died. The reality is that drug was worthless, but it worked when the doctor and patient believed it would. That particular Krebianzin didn't mobilize the patient's immune system to fight off the tumors. That No, it didn't. It says here, that patient's belief, his interpretation of reality gets the credit. Neither did the water beat the cancer. It was the patient's belief. possible in the midst of negativity to fill your mind with positive thoughts. Remember, we can't always change factual reality, but we can't control our interpretation of reality. Being poor but happy, filled with the desire to succeed, sure beats being poor and miserable, filled with the feeling of failure. See, believe, if we feed our minds enough, that's why I say, you know, and y'all, y'all like I'm um, being some kind of evil guy because I'm sitting here shouting and screaming the truth because, you know, you're saying, well, Tony don't want us to be like everybody else. Tony don't want us to, you know, we can't even be this. No, Tony wants you to program and reprogram your thoughts. And Tony knows that it takes time to do that. It takes work, and you got to separate. you Those little things that you watch and do that you think you're getting away with, it's not. That's all I'm trying to say to you all. You don't have to do this, folks. You don't, and see, again, when I heard this pastor saying it over and over, I thought I was, you know, doing it. I, I didn't understand that he was really intense with it. He was really, he changed the area, his whole environment, that he cha- He didn't, he got really intense with it. See, I didn't understand that. I just heard, see, just like, I, y'all don't understand what I'm saying right now. You're thinking, and see, and then if I come out and just go in detail and break it down, now I'm, I'm the the mean guy that don't want y'all to watch movies. I don't want y'all to listen to this. I don't want y'all. No, I want you all to reprogram your thoughts and get your belief system right. And in order to do that, you can't do a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I can. See, that's what I'm saying. See, you don't hear this from a lot of people because they're not just going. They're not going. You know, they're not going to go through the battle of trying to get you to understand when you believe something and, and, and you can't, you can't wait till it happens. You got to believe it before it happens. See, that's why I always say, I've been saying this for years, that when the school system in there, I'm just, you know, giving you an analogy. No, no, not an analogy. I'm just giving you something to think about. Just picture yourself creating the curriculum and the things that you, you can you create the things that you did and the subliminal part that you did for the system, the school system. You created like Rockefeller did. You created that, okay, the sub- subliminal part, everything. So this what I picture is that when you finish that 12th grade or you're going on to, to college or whatever you're doing, and I picture the person who created that thought process that you listened to over 12 years. I picture that person standing 
up, and they, you know how you do your hands, you know, like you wipe wiping dust off your hands and stuff, and they doing that saying. All right, let's see who can change those thoughts we just put in them folks for 12 years, six hours a day. I don't think they can do it because <laughs> I have said them some stuff that's deep and ingrained in them. And <laughs> that's what I see people. So I'm like, that's what they're thinking. Like, yeah, that guy, you know, they can put it in books. They can talk about it. But I just believe that my 12 years got these jokers and they're not going to. And guess who else believe that? Most of y'all. So guess who else ain't going to go through the detailed stuff that we talk about? Most of you all. Now remember, most is not all. Some of y'all going to get it and change. Guess what? I got it and changed. I can, I can, I can hear the, I can see the guy smiling and laughing at me, Tony. You ain't gonna do it, man. You can't get them folks to get that. I gave them twelve years, six hours a day, baby. You, you can't get them folks to get that. And I'm over here saying, yes, I can, yes, I can. <laughs> and it's like, no, you can't. You ain't, you ain't doing that, dude. You need to tell them about the script. You need to tell them about because they ain't about to change. <laughs> Give them something to make them feel like they got something. Tell them what they should say and do and all that and make them feel like they got something. So now they leave it. Like because, see, they don't feel like they get anything here because they don't believe none of the stuff you say. So they, they, see, they believe if you give them a script or if you say something and they tell them to give them that. Now they feel good when they get you know, off the call. Now they say, I know what to do and all that. Now they, so now they, you know, <laughs> and then they don't. We know that's, that's what uh, the person that created all this, he said to me, we know that ain't it, T. <laughs> but that's what they want to Because what you tell them, uh-uh. <laughs> Uh-uh, they ain't getting that. Because I got 12 years on you, dude. I got 12 years on you, and I got six hours a day that I had them locked in. I got that. And then I got the other 20, 30 years of them hearing the same thing from their friends and relatives. <laughs> you trying to turn a big ship, dude. That's what he's like. That's why I don't listen to him. <laughs> That's what I'm stuck. And keep doing this, so. <sighs> But remember now, I sat there and listened to this pastor, and it was years before I really understood that he was really doing what he said. He was, I don't, I, you know, <laughs> he he said he was doing it. Preacher man, eat me up over here, man. Preacher man said that's what the church does to folks too. And then the church said, "Let me see you break this. All this I gave you for years, all this, telling you that 
Don't worry about it. God's going to do it. You ain't got to do nothing but come here and drop your money in there and, you know, raise your hands in the air. Won't he do it? Preacher man said, you said the school system has messed up for you. He said, I said the church. <laughs> Somebody said, well, what does this got to do with me doing my business? If you don't understand that, if you don't understand this part, people don't do this because just like I just said, they know that you ain't going to, so they like Tony. You over here, <laughs> you over here with this drill trying to crack. <laughs> but, you know, I, I I have the faith and belief that some of some of you guys going to get this and you really going to do it um, until you win. I'm drained now. Let's go to the mystery voice. <laughs> Let me see. Did I find? Did I? Did I get one? Let me make sure I, I loaded this right. Go on to the mystery voice, folks. That's easier for, for the folks. That's easier to do. Let's see here. But like I said, go back and listen to this call five or six times. Like I said, the last one. I think the last mindset call on Wednesday, and the one we just did here. <sighs> You know, some of y'all get off this call and be the last time you hear either one of them. And and remember now, ninety percent of what you just heard is gone out the window because we don't retain it. That's why the guy who created the curriculum for the system knew that we needed twelve years, six hours a day, folks. He knew it. He knew it. You know, it's repetition. It's repetition. I am loading this mystery voice, so um, so y'all can get something to Tony. You know, it's just. Got it loaded, and we ready to go, folks. You know, I'm a gambler. I play cards. Mm-hmm. So I go down there. I'm down there for like four hours before I leave. And uh, the dealers, they switching out every 30 minutes. Because you're winning. Yeah, but I'm winning. Mm-hmm. So when I start losing, the dealer stays for an hour. 
So I'm down now. Now I'm not down. I'm like even. I'm like, can I switch the dealer? I play cards. I know I can switch the dealer. I'm at high limit. Like, nah. I'm like, why? Y'all gave me all these rooms. Like, y'all comp, y'all treat, y'all gave me comp dinner, comp room, champagne, all this. Y'all treat me like y'all supposed to. I'm playing. Because when you gamble, all that matters is the time you spend at the table. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're playing with big money. So I actually switched the dealer. And then somebody comes. I think it was the, the VP uh, pit boss or something. It's a black guy. Mm-hmm. They've been showing, the white guy been there all day showing me love, but the black guy gets switched out, and he's like, no, we can't switch the dealer. I'm like, what you mean? Let's, can I talk to you in private for a second? So while I'm trying to talk to him, as a heckler comes over, like somebody drunk. He talking cash. He talking shit to my uh, security. So as I'm talking to the VP, my security guard goes over to calm that situation down. Mm-hmm. He, the, the VP, tells us we got to leave because we upsetting the whomever this other person is. The heckler. Yeah, the heckler leaves, though. And we still got to leave. While we having this conversation, I'm calm. I turn around, there's 15 police behind me. It's three of us. Mm. Three. Me, my security guard, my artist. Why y'all need so many police? Y'all done treated me like y'all supposed to. I ain't did nothing crazy. I went crazy after that. Because I just felt, I felt disrespected. I felt, and they weren't kicking me out the casino. They were kicking me out the high limit. Mm-hmm. Like I literally went and gambled for two more hours on the floor. Mm. One more time, folks. You know, I'm a gambler. I play cards. Mm-hmm. So I go down there. I'm down there for like four hours before I leave. And uh, the dealers, they switching out every 30 minutes. Because you're winning. Yeah, but I'm winning. Mm-hmm. So when I start losing, the dealer stays for an hour. So I'm down now. Now I'm not down. I'm like even. I'm like, can I switch the dealer? I play cards. I know I can switch the dealer. I'm at high limit. Like, nah. I'm like, Why? Y'all gave me all these rooms, like y'all comp, y'all treat, y'all gave me comp dinner, comp room, champagne, all this. Y'all treat me like y'all supposed to. I'm playing, because when you gamble, all that matters is the time you spend at the table, mm-hmm. especially if you're playing with big money. So I actually switched the dealer, and then somebody comes. I think it was the, the VP uh, pit boss or something. It's a black guy. Mm-hmm. They've been showing the white guy been there all day showing me love, but the black guy gets switched out, and he's like, no, we can't switch the dealer. I'm like, what you mean? Let's, can I talk to you? In private for a second. So while I'm trying to talk to him, as a heckler comes over, like somebody drunk, he talking cash, he talking shit to my uh, security. So as I'm talking to the VP, my security guard goes over to calm that situation down. Mm-hmm. He, the the VP, tells us we gotta leave because we upsetting the whomever this other person is. The heckler. No. Yeah, the heckler leaves though, and we still gotta leave. While we having this conversation, I'm calm. I turn around, there's 15 police behind me. It's three of us. Mm. Three. Me, my security guard, my artist. Why y'all need so many police? Y'all done treated me like y'all supposed to. I ain't did nothing crazy. I went crazy after that. Because I just felt, I felt disrespected. I felt, and they weren't kicking me out the casino. They were kicking me out the high limit. Mm-hmm. Like I literally went and gambled for two more hours on the floor. Mm. <laughs> Boy, come on, you ain't even give an answer. Preacher man, you you ain't giving an answer. I thought the lady up in uh, and she she might not even be on the call, but I thought the lady up in the in the VA thought she would give an answer. Nobody. Okay, Phil said J Cole, Beverly said Nick Cannon, Mark says Allen Iverson. That is a good. That was. That sounds kind of like Iverson a little. But no, no, not really. 
but it's funny that you would say Iverson. Roy says Chris Brown. It's funny, all y'all in the same category, too. All y'all in the same, um, not category, but if I say this, then you'll get it. All right, I'm, I'm going to make this a five-pointer and give y'all the hint. Now, the ones who said Iverson, who said Chris Brown, and uh, who else was it? I guess those two, they have something in common. We got something in common. There's something in common about Chris Brown, Allen Iverson, and this person on the mystery voice. What do you have in common? I'm going to put it this way. The area of the country that they grew up in. Iverson was in the VA. Chris Brown was in the VA. This person is in the VA or grew up in the VA. That was a good shot. Pharrell, nope. Good shot. Pusha T, nope. Good shot. Timberland, nope. Preacher man got it. <laughs> preacher man got it. See, I, I see. I should be giving y'all these hits, but I'm glad preacher man got it because I don't have to pay him. <laughs> I don't have to pay preacher man, but he got it. And I know this person. <laughs> Appreciate you, preacher man. You come through for me. <laughs> Somebody said push a T because he's from the VA. Then you know Pharrell from the VA. Nope. This guy here, he says, he says, I'm so good at it that you think I invented sex. He said, <laughs> he said you don't think I invented sex, man. So I'm out of here, folks. The answer is Trey Songs. And this is one of my favorite songs by him. So I had to find a clean verse. Girl, you know that I invented that So let you bring a friend who did it Oh, I'm sorry Oh, you mad that I came to the party Like, no, no, no Took your girl to the club and now she gone Now she asking me when I'm taking her home I told her, let's go As long as you know Cause I know when we get along I'm touching you tonight I'm loving you tonight Wait, no I'm crushing you Cause you must be suspended Within that time Touching, While I'm deep up in it oh, And if they living right next Then I bet they know my name in a minute I promise I'm gonna 
inside, keep your body dripping. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you mad that I came to the party? Like, no, no, no. She took to the club and now she comes. Now she asking me when I'm taking her home. Tell her, let's go. Long as you know, cause I know when we get along. I'm touching you I never love him, I cuff him, and when we done, I'ma duck him. He Ferragamo, the buckle, he Louis B on the duffel. The fool, he redder than puddles, I ride his buck like a shuttle. I said, real, let real, real come first. And real, it's been dead from birth. Uh, kiss him when he made more money last year than Mr. Drummond. Like, what? what? You better act like you know this Nicki Minaj. Uh-huh. 